taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our hosts and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hey, PPC friends. Yep, another episode of PPC Rockstars. And one of my favorite rock stars is on today. Um, you know her as the uh, editor and um, content queen of uh, SMX and Search Engine Land. And of course, I'm talking about Ginny Marvin. Welcome, Ginny. Thanks so much, David. Happy Thank to you. be here. Uh-oh. Let's go silent for a second. I got to come in. I'm sorry. I'm full of uh, allergy medication. <laughs> oh, sorry. So if I fall asleep, just go on without me. <laughs> and today with Ginny, Ginny's kind of all about the news, even though she's a um, fierce practitioner of PPC. But um, when I say the news, I mean uh, search, search and search engine news. But we're going to talk a little bit about uh, broader news today and even get a little bit controversial, which we don't do enough on this show. So, Jenny, today we're going to talk about, uh, number one, um, how the COVID-19 pandemic has been affecting advertisers and how that's been changing over time. And number two, we're going to talk about uh, what I will call for the moment racial injustice so um, what's been happening with uh, the pandemic as, as uh, relates to advertising? Uh, it's, you know, it's so situational in many, um, in many ways. And so you've seen companies you know, in, in e-commerce that have been um, to some extent perfectly situationed for a scenario like this and have seen massive uh, increases in consumer interest and demand. Um, And I say perfectly situated from a demand standpoint, of course, from an actual logistical standpoint, we've seen all kinds of challenges with um, supply chain, delivery chains, all of that. And so, you know, to some extent, no one has really been un- uh, unchallenged during this time. Um, and then obviously you've got local businesses and, uh, and brick and mortar businesses that have been really, really hard hit. Mm-hmm. And what has been interesting there is watching, and not just there, obviously, you know, kind of across the spectrum, seeing the rapid shifts that companies have undergone. You know, I think you know, the more I talk to people, they're, they're surprised with their own ability to transition so quickly and um, whether it's their entire business model or their advertising model or their, uh, their, you know, supply chain. So that has been fascinating. And certainly from a digital transformation standpoint, we've seen that with, um, with companies suddenly saying, we've got to digitize our our customer data is not, um, it's not accessible for a way for us to actually activate on it. And and so let's do this. We've been talking about it for two years. We had this sort of like, you know, six to nine year um, 
roadmap for getting this done. And then we just did it in three weeks. Right. So things like that have been really interesting. Um, and in terms of from an advertising standpoint, you know, certainly in the beginning, we saw um, a large number of, of advertisers just stop um, and, and pause. And whether that was because they had to close their stores or they, um, you know, for whatever reason, business wasn't operating as, as normal. Uh, but then you also saw people like who just sold out of all their inventory had nothing to advertise um, and you had issues with, uh, you know, being able to send inventory into Amazon for a while there. So there were a number of challenges that really pulled on, uh, on budgets. Um, and you saw, especially in that March period, um, that was mid to end March was sort of the crisis, really peak of the crisis um, and everyone's trying to figure out what to do. Um, but interesting in April and May, uh, in so many sectors, things started really sort of either returning to somewhat normal um, or uh, kind of in this next sh shift um, of transition to kind of evening out, figuring out what this new, um, new period looks like. Mm -hmm. um, and certainly ad budgets didn't restore totally um, unless you were in e-commerce uh, or in a high demand industry and had uh, inventory to sell. And then, you know, we've seen people keep talking about how it was like Black Friday every day. Right. Um, yeah. Have you seen any trends in uh, CPCs and CPAs throughout this? Yes. Well, so certainly, you know, when everyone pulled back, um, and not everyone, but, you know, when, when the shift to pull back happened, um, it was, you know, for those who could keep advertising, it was suddenly this kind of bonanza period to be able to uh, reach people really efficiently um, with CPCs and CPMs dropping with, with the demand going down. Um, and now, you know, I, I people I've, I've been talking to have said, you know, over the last probably few weeks that uh, CPMs have restored to where they were, if not um, even above normal, depending on um, what industry they're in, you know, year over year. Uh, you know, I, I think some sectors certainly still have uh, efficiencies compared to last year at this point, but I think we'll start seeing that normalize. So um, I guess it looks like I'm, I'm looking at an article. Uh, WordStream has been doing a pretty good job of putting out benchmarks um, yeah. for different industries uh, throughout this period. And it's a little bit um, skewed due to the fact that uh, WordStream deals so heavily with uh, small to medium-sized businesses, or even you could say smaller, smaller-sized businesses. Yeah. But um, they have, uh, on average, charted lower CPCs and um, lower CPAs, and it doesn't—they they don't 
um, really try to rationalize that in any way, but I've got a theory, and that is that um, there was a pullback, as you've been describing, and I, this is something I've seen with my own clients, uh, pullback or just, uh, you know, just kind of knee-jerk stopping all advertising, and then uh, gradually a lot of the advertisers started to come back, but not in as big a volume as before the pandemic. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah wasn't as much competition as the point I'm trying to make. Right, right. And I, I, I think that's right. I think from a normalization standpoint, we're seeing less fluctuation, um, certainly from a downward pressure perspective. But um, yes, I, I think there's still, you know, for those who can, where it makes sense for you to keep advertising, this is sort of that period of, being able to, um, you know, think about from a conquesting standpoint and get uh, share a voice and um, right. and market share while people, your competitors, are are sitting out. So yes, I, I think that it's it's still that time. And um, you know, with one of these, this there's still you know that word uncertainty. There's still so much uncertainty in what this is going to look like um, in the fall. And uh, so, you know, even just trying to think about what Q3, Q4 plans plays out like um, from a, you know, how should you be thinking about your budget? There's still so many questions about, um, you know, how, how to really be thinking about that. Is, is what is holiday going to look like? Right. Uh, and for many, you know, in e-commerce right now, it this is holiday. <laughs> you know, there's been... You know, this has been sort of unprecedented. And so do you think about just banking as much as you can during this period? Um, you know, and an e-commerce is a little bit different because you can think about it just as if I'm uh, if I'm hitting my efficiency targets, then it doesn't really matter what my budget is. Um, but it's a lot harder for uh, folks who are thinking about um what do I do in terms of inventory ordering for Q3, um, and and how is that going to ramp into you know play into what my budget looks like? Right. Um, right. So there's a lot of really challenging questions for for businesses at this point. Well, let's come back to those right after we hear from some sponsors. So, Jenny, hold on and listeners don't go away. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. 
With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we are back with Ginny Marvin, Editor-in-Chief of the Search Engine Land Publications and the SMX shows. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, we were talking about uh, trends during the pandemic, advertising trends during the pandemic. And you said something that uh, I think is, is definitely good advice for listeners, and that is uh, if you notice in your industry uh, that CPCs are lower, CPAs might be lower um, during this time, it's, it is a perfect time to try to grab market share. And uh, I would also advise uh, advertisers trying to pursue that strategy to try the or use the Google Display Network and Microsoft Native Ads to um, basically brand get more branding and awareness uh, and uh, try to jump up a, a position or two in market share. Yeah. And I would also add to that is that, um, you know, even if things are slower on your end now and you're anticipating, uh, you know, a return of, of more business in the coming weeks, months, is to start thinking about uh, using the budget you do have for building your audience list now that you can turn to and activate later. Um, and you may be able to build those retargeting lists pretty cheaply at this point. Um, so if, even if you're not seeing uh, direct you know, last click attribution at this point, um, and you're not, your campaigns aren't, you know, performing like you would normally expect them to, if it makes sense for you to sort of keep building, building that awareness, building those audiences that you can message to them later um, when things start turning around for you, then that is also something to think about. Great advice. Hey, let's uh, segue into our second topic. And uh, this one's, uh, kind of sensitive. Um, it is uh, the response of the world to uh, the latest um, uh, incident where a unarmed black person was um, killed, murdered by uh, police in the United States and Minnesota. And um, I, I was really impressed, Jenny, with the fact that uh, your daily newsletter, which I love, um, I was was it yesterday or the day before, was just uh, pretty much all about um, reaction to that. And uh, you yeah. kind of held off from um, the normal marketing messages. And so kudos for that. Thank you. Yeah, you know, it was um – it was something that we started talking about, you know, as this, you know, conversations in, uh, in work. And we're already a, a natively remote company. Um, 
So we're used to already being communicating from all over the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, those kinds of conversations started happening on Slack and in our kind of daily calls that day and thinking, let's, let's, we need to say something, but we really need to think about this because, um, you know, we are, as we said in the, in that email, want to fully acknowledge that we're a small company of primarily white people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so acknowledging that, acknowledging that, you know, we've got, you know, work to do on our front as well. Um, you know, and we've have made donations and that's one step, but, um, you know, I think for internally, we really wanted to express that this has gotten us talking internally, gotten us thinking um, much more broadly and deeply about um, our role and responsibilities in the industry as, as uh, you know, we've got the events, we've got the websites and we have these platforms and how can we use them to, um, to really focus more and lift up, um, uh, you know, uh, black marketers and marketers of color in our industry. And I think a lot of, you know, if I, if I think back on it, a lot of work and focus has been on lifting up and giving more representation to women in the industry, mm-hmm. which is terrific. Um, I think, you know, if I'm honest and think back on it, it's probably been at the detriment of thinking more broadly about um, other other underrepresented groups, um, and and that includes black marketers for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's really been a massive wake up call, and, right. and long overdue. Yeah. Well, I, I really uh, enjoyed reading um, an article I sent you this morning. You probably haven't had a chance to look at it in the Atlantic. Um, yes. Specifically about uh, how should brands, and that's just companies slash advertisers, uh, how should they um, convey to their customers that uh, they're concerned and that uh, they're acting. And um, a couple interesting things there. One is that the uh, current generation of younger people, which is known as generation, I'll get them mixed up. Which, which generation is it? Uh, um, no, it's uh, millennials and then Gen Z. Okay. Right? Yeah. 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 Um, Gen Z expects companies, uh, the brands and and the uh, products that they uh, patronize, to reflect some kind of uh, message about uh, how they feel about the world. And um, so the article uh, detailed, listed several different messaging attempts by major brands. And uh, the point of the article was most of these are just kind of tone deaf. In other words, it's totally insufficient for a company to um, 
basically saying black lives matter to us too. I mean, um, no matter what the um, intent is behind the words, you know, and and I'm not saying that the, uh, the companies are not well-intentioned, but uh, there has to be, the article said there has to be more uh, substance behind the words in order for um, number one, the, uh, the customers of the company to feel comfortable. And number two, in order to help make changes in the world that uh, where those changes need to be made. So um, what's, what's your take on that? Um, I think it's spot on. And I think that we are at a time where the platitudes and the um, feel-good messaging, I hope we're at a time that those are not accepted at face value and that brands are going to be, people are going to demand that brands do better and do more and act. and, um, And I think, you know, I'm hoping that this is one of those moments that doesn't just pass by. Um, and it feels like that, it, that it is a, uh, a time where there's actually change will come from this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and this, this kind of thing is normal, right? We see brands put out um, bland messaging. We're with you for any number of causes. Uh, this, is I think an issue where brands really need to be thinking about what they do both externally and internally and that internal action um, then can authentically be reflected in their external messaging. And what I mean by that is that they are thinking about their, um, their employees, their hiring practices, their uh, support and mentorship programs uh, and how they are represented in their executive ranks and in their, on their boards. Um, And that, you know, that's where you see Nike getting called out. Like, great, but you've, you know, your board is not representative of what you're, what you're trying to say in your messaging. Um, And, and then, you know, thinking about how brands are serving their so you've got the internal and then externally how they're thinking about and serving their customers and um, particularly the brands that are heavily dependent on black audiences for their success right. and to not be um, committing into those communities in, in real ways other than buy our stuff. Um, I'm hoping now that that is not going to fly. Right. Of course, you know, we've, we've seen this before. Uh, so the, the real, I think the, the, the responsibility is on all of us. And, um, and I, I, by, I say that by not just making, putting the responsibility on um, black consumers, black employees to be the ones to keep pounding. I think this, doesn't happen unless um, they there are white allies in this right. um, and the demand change. So that I think is where I, I think there's real opportunity here, and you're seeing it in the representation of the um, 
uh, in the protest. And, you know, I know Twitter can be a cesspool, but I have been um, really encouraged in so many ways about what the kinds of um, conversations that I've been seeing on on Twitter with people really listening and asking questions and um, and seeking out resources and volunteering um, and so you know there's a lot of really great stuff happening and, and within the the marketing uh, realm specifically as well um, so it is I'm hoping you know it's, it's one of those things that we keep carrying through right. and own. <laughs> Hey, uh, hold that thought. Sponsor messages are coming up. Listeners, don't go away. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, You'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back with Ginny Marvin. Uh, thank you for that, Ginny. And uh, just a couple uh, reactions. One is that um, I absolutely agree that it's got, you know, the, to, to uh, try to make progress against a systemic problem, you've got to have systemic solutions. And uh, it's, as, as you said earlier, it's not enough to... Uh, just echo platitudes, but um, there has to be uh, actions up and down throughout an organization in order for uh, change to be effective. Uh, the, the article that we were, that I was talking about has examples of Silicon Valley companies that are are very vocal in their in their support for um, eradicating racism, and in the meantime, they are contributing to uh, the um, election coffers of politicians who get uh, failing grades from uh, NAACP. So um, you can't uh, talk out of both sides of your mouth is the point. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree. And I, I think that as marketers, really this is a big time to step back and listen and, um, and, and learn and that that will, you know, that process of, you know, listening, learning will help everyone communicate better, be more effective, uh, teammates, team members, but also will be better marketers for it. Um, and so I think, you know, there's a real, there, there are a whole number of reasons, obviously, human rights, number one, um, you know, but there's a, there's some self-interest reasons to be actively uh, pursuing these, um, you know, understanding where people are coming from, really trying to empathize and, and see the pain, hurt, grief, and how can we turn that into something better? Really listen and and then make that make our brands and our companies stronger for it. Right. Well, um, you, you bring up an important point, which is uh, you know, especially us um, people that have not experienced uh, discrimination and racism firsthand. Um, we're kind of I, I know for myself, I'm kind of uh, casting about for what I can do. And uh, you mentioned PPC chat. Um, they, there is a kind of movement afoot on PPC chat in the uh, Ju- uh, Julie Friedman. I can't remember her. Yeah. Name. And, um, yeah. and Dwayne Brown uh, just over the past couple of days have been uh, sharing tweets about, okay, what are we going to do about this? You know, let's, let's uh, put together something that is a, a handbook. Uh, maybe that's not what they would say, but uh, that's what it reminded me of uh, for ways that, that advertisers and businesses can conduct themselves and in individuals to, um, to whittle away and hopefully eventually solve this uh, racial injustice issue. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I have been really encouraged about, um, and it certainly helped me, um, you know, over the past week is to not fear asking questions because there is so much we don't know (laughs) as, uh, as white people. And for, you know, there's that fear of, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to ask the wrong question. I don't want to offend. So I won't ask or say anything. Um, so, you know, even those of us with the best intentions, it is counterproductive to not be having the conversations. And so that's where I, I really feel like um, that is potentially, you know, a really big thing that can come out of all of this is these, these conversations that we literally until a week ago would never have had in a way that is one public, like you're seeing on Twitter, um, much less, you know, with the kind of empathy and, um, uh, and, in response that, that we're seeing now. So right. I, I do think, you know, th- that said, it is on people who are 
uh, white to to really listen and um, and do as much outreach and and um, and education on our own um, <laughs> without having to you know rely on the you know our black colleagues and, and industry colleagues. I saw Sarah Cooper who. Um, is a comedian said it's exhausting to be everyone's one black friend right now. Um, (laughs) I thought that is, that is really good to keep in mind. Right. So, um, so I, I just, I was, I was um, messaging with Dwayne Brown last night uh, because I quoted him in our search engine land newsletter this morning and I just wanted to make sure that that was okay um you know and he 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 is he's fantastic and I think we can all learn from him and so many other um black marketers in our community um that have been very outspoken and you can see the the emotion um and so I think as much as we can do to amplify those voices and um and support our our colleagues absolutely agree hey jenny unfortunately we are at the end of the show i wish we could go for another 30 minutes or more but um (laughs) at least we've we've done this and uh i am uh listeners do do um check out ppc chat if you're uh among those of us who uh, need to do something and want to get inspiration and uh, come back next time for another episode of PPT Rocks. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.